my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicating to taking a deep dive into open, honest, difficult, and fun conversations surrounding everyday life and relationships while navigating the waters of faith. So, Philia, what are we talking about today? Well, Yemi, we are still in the season of the power of parables, where we take a closer look at the parables of Jesus Christ, and we put a current spin on it. So Jesus had the wisdom to simplify these spiritual truths with humanity in forms of these relatable stories, just to make them a little easier for us to understand. Now, today's reading is called the parable of the lost coin. This will be uh, taking place from the book of Luke, chapter 15, verses 8 to 10. I will be using the NIV version, but please feel free to use any version of your choice. Now, just to give a little context before I start this reading, in Jesus's day, women usually received 10 coins as a wedding present. And of course, each piece held sentimental value as well as monetary value. So I will begin this reading. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and say, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Amen. Amen nice and short, but means so much. I think I, I, what I like about this um, parable is it's pretty similar to the parable of the lost sheep. It is this idea that God will go out of his way to rejoice for the one that gets away. So it's like these coins were so sentimental. They held sentimental value, monetary value. And the woman would do everything to sweep everywhere in the house to look under a rock and whatever the case might be just to find it. And when she did, she calls all her friends to say, hey, I found my coins because it means so much to me. And I think this is what we mean to God. It's like once we are found, it's it's a rejoice in heaven. The angels are happy. Everyone is happy because being lost is 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 not is not the way. You know, God wants us all to to be found. God wants us all to be under His wing. God wants us all to be aligned with Him. And I think this holds the same value or is synonymous to uh, this idea of the lost coin. Yeah, I yeah I think that this parable is really interesting because. Jesus is telling a series of parables back to back mm -hmm. about those, the things that are lost only because the par um, the Pharisees at the time were talking about Jesus because he was sitting with sinners and he's like, you're making fun of me because I'm sitting with sinners, but you're focused on the wrong thing. Yeah, I'm supposed to sit with sinners. I'm supposed to, you know, search after the one who's lost. And so when he tells these parables, he's saying them because obviously they know they're going to go after their lost sheep. Obviously, they know that a widow is going to look for her lost coin. Right? She doesn't have much. She's in, she's in poverty. She's looking for a lost coin. So it makes sense to them that these persons in the parables are searching but when they see it face to face with Jesus, it doesn't to make sense to them yes. that Jesus is searching for the sinners. Right, right, right. They want Jesus to focus on them. Like, okay, you lost one coin, but you got, you got nine others. Like right, right. focus on the nine others. Right. And Jesus right. is like, 
no, you're not lost, right? Like you're okay. You're in the chest. You know, you're safe. You know, the one who's not safe is the one that you should be chasing. And that's, that's the lost coin here. Right. And, you know, and when he tells this parable, he's giving them an opportunity to repent because you're making these judgments on Jesus in a way that removes from him his glory and his grace right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't understand what the kingdom of heaven is about. And I'm telling you this parable so that you can actually open your eyes and maybe you can sit with the sinners and preach with them. Don't scoff at them, mm -hmm. you know? And, and if you haven't been doing that, this is your opportunity to repent. This is really good. I like this idea of the opportunity to repent because I mean, Jesus goes on to say in this parable that God really, he sees every person as having a great value, just like these coins. But I think the Lord also feels great sadness when one of us are lost, you know, so following the ways of Christ, following uh, the the ways to be more righteous is the way that all of the angels will rejoice in heaven if if one of us is found. And I think that this story comes close to this idea that as this woman is carefully searching for these coins, this is also the way that that God is searching to make sure that we're not lost, to make sure that we are found. Mm -hmm. And it's also directly compares to the reaction that God has and the angels rejoicing when we repent for our sins. Because when we repent, we're no longer lost. We've, we, it's, we're awakened, you know, we are have almost like a renaissance, like, you know, a renewal in a sense, once we've repented, because now we're saying that we're out with our old ways and we're willing to take on the new and be a new. So I think this is the idea of being found just like this silver flashy coin. Right. <laughs> and when you're found, it gives you the opportunity to repent because there, there can be times when we're all lost. Mm -hmm. Even the Pharisees who were judgmental, there are times when we are all sinners, right. when we're all lost, when we're all estranged, when we're having a difficult relationship with God or uh, a relationship with sin in a way that God doesn't approve of. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying that he's not going to forget us. Mm -hmm. He's going to seek us out and give us an opportunity to repent as well. Like we can take a look at the things that we've done, you know, when we have life lessons, right? Like for example, when Jesus is giving this parable, and the Pharisees are hearing, it's almost for them to understand that this is the way the kingdom works. And Jesus is giving an opportunity to those lost souls to mm. repent. Can I repent too? Mm. And I think to, that's kind of having empathy, right? To be, right. put yourself in someone else's honest, shoes. Right. They couldn't put themselves with the sinners or the tax no. collectors, right? They've already thought themselves above. But we're no different from anyone who sins because we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. But the grace of Jesus right. allows us to regain a seat at the table. Right. Right. He right. will search us out and all we need to do is repent. It's just repent, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, it's funny you said that because I wonder about the person who may be a sinner but thinks that they are saved and they don't need repentance. Do you think that's the worst kind of person? Because it, it, in my mind, it, it's like, it's like, you know, we, we talk about that saying of one bad apple can spoil the bunch. Do you think this particular situation is like that as well? The person who thinks that they are good or who thinks they don't sin, but yet still they have so much. What is your take on that? Um, I mean, I don't think they're the worst, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I do think 
that they're worse off than those who realize that they've sinned and are seeking repentance. I think the inability to Mm self-examine is doesn't bode well for anyone. And I think it's something that comes with age and time and maturity, Maturity, right? And honestly, you don't have to be older to mature, right? Mm -hmm. We know plenty of adults who are immature. Right, of course. (laughs) Or like you said, young young people who Who are are mature, right? right, right? right. So, but I think not having that Mm self-actualization, not recognizing faults, in you makes you in a worse position than someone who sees themselves and says, wow, I've done wrong and I need to repent. And, you know, like I struggle with this with, you know, when I talk to people and I feel like they're not actually thinking about what Mm. they've done wrong. Right. Mm. You know, and I, you know, I can have many examples (laughs) with my dad, (laughs) but we talk about it, right. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're not sorry, you know, like, and, and, you know, I've had conversations with my dad and he's like, I've done nothing wrong. And I'm like, well, I'm telling you, you've done something wrong. Like you've wronged me and this is how I feel. And you've wronged this person. And this is how they feel because they communicated it. And it's just like, no, and, you know, you know, people get stubborn. Right. And, and we know that he's older. So, you know, they're stubborn and stuck in their ways. And I just feel bad because you miss out when you don't come to that realization. Gotcha. Right. Yes. I right. think one, you miss an opportunity to repent and have reconciliation with God. Mm-hmm. But here I'm talking about interpersonal relationships. You miss out an opportunity to repent or be remorseful for your actions with someone else and then become better right Right. all of these things are meant for us to become better Mm -hmm. all of these things are meant for us to be kingdom-minded people that's why jesus is telling us this this is how it this is how it goes in the kingdom of heaven are you a kingdom person if you're a kingdom person you recognize that you sin but you also recognize that god has grace Mm -hmm. you can be forgiven but you need to know that you sinned in order for you to repent, because then what are you repenting for? That's really a good point. You know, um, it made me think about, uh, I was having a discussion with Robert and, you know, uh, there has just been a lot of, we, we've, we've been working, let me just say, it's always, nothing is ever great, it's always a work in progress, but we're having a conversation of things in the past that I mentioned and, you know, he was like, okay, every time we go back to talking about the past, yes, it was very hurtful, but I said, it's always easier for the f- person who's done the wrong to tell the victim, you know, you're going to have to move on from it because there's no, we don't know what that time takes. We don't know what that time is. We just know that eventually it does dissipate, you know, and it could just be a lot of wonderful moments that now make those hurtful moments a lot less significant. But it it's, he mentioned something and he said, you know, I've repented for the things that I've done wrong, you know, and you say that you forgive me. So in forgiveness, it doesn't mean necessarily that we can't talk about these things that are hurt. It just means that we should use them as an opportunity to kind of get better, you know? Mm -hmm. So it kind of reminds me of this idea that he actually had the realization. He didn't go on saying, well, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. He actually is saying that I do realize that I did this. And it kind of just made me realize that there's some growth in that. And I also had to realize that in this, even though I feel like he's done the wrong, I'm not perfect either. And I could have definitely um, 
instigated some some things. You you know, I'm not saying that because you do one thing, the other person has to. But as human beings, sometimes we are petty. You know, you do this, oh okay, that's how we're gonna do this. You know, and you start to do this tit for tat, but you realize that at some point someone has to be accountable for their actions. So I think in this uh, parable, it's about accountability as well. Mm -hmm. You know, accepting the things that you do, knowing that you've done wrong, repenting for it, and knowing that God will be gracious enough enough to give you this salvation. So this mm -hmm. is what I like about this. Yeah. Excellent. And and that's a great point because mm -hmm. it's not all the time that you repent that you're not going to make the same mistakes. Right. And I, and I right. want to point that out because we're we're humans and we're creatures of habits and certain certain characteristics even if they're flaws, they're still part of us. Right. And it takes a long time to break that. But acknowledging that you've done something wrong is a step in the right direction right. because then you can solve it, right? right? If you acknowledge you've done something wrong and you continue to do it, then that's not true repentance right. because true repentance means you're actively gonna work on it. Not that you won't falter again, but there's enough grace right. for you. Right. There's enough grace for you to continue to have that access to eternal life. Right. But God chases after those who acknowledge what they've done and acknowledging also means working, working on hard. it uh, yeah that's very very important and this idea also about repeating those actions yes you're right we are creatures of habit and there are things that are triggers you know we may feel like we've worked so hard and we've done this a particular way and there'll be one thing that throws us <laughs> off and it makes us feel like oh my gosh i thought i've healed from this or i thought i've gotten better and now i'm not and I think it makes me wonder, those things sometimes repeat themselves because sometimes we haven't learned from them. That's Ooh. the reason why we keep repeating those actions. However, we are sinners, we are human, we are flawed. So we should always look at these mistakes or these things that keep happening more as a way to remind us of the work that we need to continue to do, as opposed to uh, a journey that, or a destination that we've already reached because there's no such thing. It's always a work in progress. And this is what this reminds me of. Amen. So, I love that you said that because mm -hmm. God doesn't give up on us mm -hmm. and he allows us to grow. And maybe sometimes we do have to learn the lesson right. over and over right. again. Sometimes. Or be taught the lesson over right. and over again in order to learn. But right. there is opportunity to learn. And I think mm -hmm. that's what that. why you know God is such a good father because he wants us to grow. He wants us to elevate to the next level, but we can't elevate to the next level unless we pass, right? Yeah, like you can't you get to your, your skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those lessons, like right. I've, I think about the hard lessons that I've had to mm -hmm. learn or some things that repeat themselves with me and they're hard lessons. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I, sometimes I have to talk to God about, did I not learn? Mm -hmm. Like, why is this happening over and over again? Mm -hmm. So I take the issue to God and I have to think about what, is my role right. in this situation because it's happening repeatedly okay. and I don't like the outcome. So what is my role? What can I do? What can I change? Maybe it's a change in my perspective. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a change in my response. Maybe it's a change in the way I begin. I don't know. But sometimes you just have to get those lessons over and over and over before you learn. Mm -hmm. And that's why Jesus told these many similar parables because he's like, you're not getting it. Right. Like, you Pharisees yes. who still judging, you're right. not getting it. Right. So I'm explaining it to you 50 million times because I'm chasing after the lost souls. Right. I want you to, you know, to have eternal life. I want you to gain, but you're losing if you're not going to learn. Right, right. This is a great point. I love this parable. And I feel like um, 
it, it just reminds me it's so short but it's so packed with 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 nuances and 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 like sub meanings in a sense in the sense right it's just so many things Jesus that goes coming on. through with the subs <laughs> exactly because it's short but means so much and so to the point and I think it has a lot of context but it's like I, I like this idea when you keep saying that God keeps giving us these lessons because he's like you're not learning you're not learning you're not learning and even when we do learn them I think that when they happen again it also reminds us if we've grown because mm. it's like they don't affect us in the same manner how we react to them doesn't affect us in the same manner and I think that's real growth when it comes to this this is what I like I love that yeah. I love that Philia I think mm -hmm. this is a great parable and, mm -hmm. and thank you for the insight because you just dropped some <laughs> definitely nuggets of ding, wisdom ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I love it well um we're happy to share this parable with you and we want you to stay tuned for the next but until then stay tuned for our closing prayer and announcements Thank you for tuning into our podcast today on the parable of the lost coin. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast on the parable of the prodigal son. This is found in the book of Luke chapter 15 verses 11 to 32. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, July 13th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle. Follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in number so we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord God, we honor you. We glorify you. We lift your holy name on high. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings you have bestowed on us. And most importantly, we thank you for your grace. According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. So we welcome you today and every day for your presence continually in our lives. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to have life lessons from the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The parables help to elevate our thinking, our mind, our mindset, and our actions in this world. I pray that we all gain something from today's parable of the lost coin, that we see ourselves and we see our mistakes and we move forward, that we actually learn to learn to truly repent and reconcile with you. 
Proverbs 24, 16 says, the, for the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Father God, we want to be on the righteous side and not the wicked side. We understand that we may fall and stumble several times, but with your grace, we can get up several times. But Father God, if we do not acknowledge our ways and become wicked or stubborn, when times of struggle and strife comes, we will fall to calamity. We confess our sins to you, Father God, and we ask that you make us whole and new. If there's anything we are struggling with, oh, Father, I ask that you have the Holy Spirit minister to us daily, day and night, so that we can become better, that we can grow. 1 John 1, 8 says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and then the truth is not in us. So Father God, we don't want to be deceivers of ourselves. We know we can't deceive you if we say we have no sin. But if we say it to ourselves, we only deceive ourselves. Help us acknowledge, acknowledge the truths in us. Help us to have clarity and vision so that we can see our flaws and be better. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us for our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I pray for cleansing balm right now. I pray that you free us from our unrighteousness. I pray that you free us from our sin and wickedness, the things that hold us down, the culprits that prevent us from progressing. Oh, Father God, bring to mind anything that's presenting a stumbling block for us so that we can blast through it with prayer and the blood of Jesus so that we can tell any mountain in our path to move because we have conviction and faith in you, Father God, who will strengthen us and see us through any situation and circumstance. James 1, 2 to 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let that steadfastness have full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Father God, it is not that we will not stumble. It, was, it is not that we will not have trials. But it's because of these things, we become better. We become smarter. We become wiser, sharper. We become living testimonies of your grace. There is glory in your grace, O oh Father God. But if we do not repent, we cannot have access. So I pray for Father God that we have access to your grace. I pray for Father God that your mercy encamp us. I pray that Father God that the blood of Jesus be our portion, that it cleanses us, makes us new, protects us, and helps us move forward to the next level. Oh Father God, if any of us struggle with judging, being judgmental, I pray that you remove that stumbling block. John 8, 7 says, as they continue to ask, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. Matthew 7, 5 says, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. 
Father God, it is so easy for us to point the fingers at one another and forget that we need to self-examine and reflect. Oh, Father God, let none of us be blinded by wanting to make our brother or sister better and forget that we also are works in progress. We know that your grace is sufficient, Father God, but open our eyes, remove the veil so that we can see ourselves. We know we are all sinners and we have no right to judge because Father God, you are the judge and we leave that to your hands. So if we're struggling with being judgmental, if we're struggling without seeing things clearly, not having perspective in our own lives. Father God, I pray that you remove that stumbling block. I pray for clarity. I pray for transparency. I pray for revelation of our own selves and our deeds. But Father God, any of us can be lost at any time. We can struggle with being judgmental. We can struggle with being lost. We can struggle by failing to learn from our mistakes. But your righteousness, your grace, your glory, your mercy upholds us. You chase after the lost sheep. You search for the lost coin. Father God, if anyone amongst us is lost, let them come to a place of realization that you will seek them and they will be found. If anyone feels stagnant, hopeless, give them the courage to turn to you and surrender to you so that you can turn it around. Psalms 91.11 says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. We lean on these words, O oh Father, so that when we are struggling, we know it is you who will be there and guard us. We pray for this. We pray for your mercy. We pray for your agape love. Matthew 18, 19 says, if any, if at least two of us on earth agree about anything we ask for, it will be done by our father in heaven. So we bring this prayer before you, before the throne. And we come into agreement when we say amen, amen, amen. And thank you, father. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, thank you all for listening to the podcast today. We hope that this podcast enriches you and we want you to share it and we want you to grow. We want ourselves to grow. We love you and we will never stop praying for you. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye.